Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dan Dierdorf is going to join us momentarily, the Pro Football Hall of Famer and the analyst for Michigan football now in his quote-unquote retirement. And he and Jim Hannafin had some great times over the years, and this was the first Thanksgiving in many moons that Jim Hannafin and Dan Dierdorf weren't together on Thanksgiving. Even during seasons and even when Hanny was with other teams, he would make his way into St. Louis so that he could have Thanksgiving dinner with the Dierdorf family. Yeah, I read the great article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about their relationship and how they were family and spent a lot of time together, vacations, holidays, as you mentioned. And I can't imagine being with the two of them and the legendary stories that you would get out of those two. Dan Dierdorf is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and we always appreciate Dan's time. And, Dan, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Everything's good. I I said to people over the course of the weekend, I can't imagine somebody getting more out of life than Jim Hannafin did. And you knew him so well. You guys were best friends. I I can't imagine that you would disagree with that. No, I would uh... I most definitely would not. Uh, I mean, the way I always think of Jim is I, I know that whenever I walk into a crowded room, I uh, immediately uh, try to identify somebody that I know so I can walk over to them and, and at least find a little circle of comfort and, and you know, familiarity. Well, uh, Jim Hannafin would walk into a room where he didn't know anybody, and he'd break out in a giant smile because – uh, that was fertile ground for him to uh, meet new people, tell them stories, uh, learn things. Uh, I, I never knew anyone that had quite the zest for life that, uh, that Jim did. He was an extraordinary man. Dan, you're absolutely right. We've had listeners sending in stories all day about their moments with Hanny, and it feels like he never met a stranger because he made everyone feel instantly at ease and like they had known him for a long time. No, that's true. I'm not. I he, he, again, um, his uh, and, and and he didn't do it as he didn't do it as some sort of an obligation, or he didn't do it because he thought, well, you know, one of these people that I meet might be able to do something for me. Uh, Far from it. Jim just loved meeting new people. He loved being with friends. He loved the exchange of ideas. He he loved telling and hearing uh, a great story. And uh, if you were a friend of Jim's, uh, you realize that you were going to hear whatever story he wanted to tell 
whether you wanted to hear it or not. <laughs> <laughs> One night, well, back in the summer of 1986, before Dan started with Monday Night Football, we were going to work together, and Dan actually bought a couple of limousines and started a celebrity li- limousine company. And I was kind of, I guess, the designated driver in one of these limousines right after we got them. Dan oh and Jim, you remember this? Yes, sadly I do. <laughs> and uh, Coach Hannafin wanted to go to his spot in Lake St. Louis. As it turns out, Coach Hannafin had about 30 different <laughs> spots to go to. Um, and, and Jim Hannafin... Um, uh, his Irish heritage uh, manifested itself. The man loved a good tavern more than anybody I ever met in my life. Uh, he loved to belly up to a bar. And, of course, you know, he had Kelly's Corner downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, which was right by Bush Stadium. So he didn't have to go very far for the first one. But then he, Jim lived. Jim lived outside Fenton, and so let me tell you something. To make that drive without stopping along the way, that uh, that was an impossibility for Jim. God, he loved to uh, – uh, I mean, you, how many people have come up to you and said that they met Jim somewhere uh, in a setting like that and were forever touched by meeting him? Are you okay with telling the story of when he came into the uh, interview with Coach Vermeil? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Jim was the offensive line coach of the uh, Redskins and, uh, uh, you know, Jim had long made it known, uh, at least to me that he and Mariana would, they wanted to return to St. Louis and retire in St. Louis. And, and, uh, you know, Dick came to town with the Rams and I'm talking to Dick and, uh, he said, you know, I'd, I'd, you know, in, if I was filling out my wish list, I'd love to have Hanny be my offensive line coach, but you know, he's in Washington and I can't contact him. And, and so I said, well, let me see what I can do. So <laughs> I, I called Jim. I'm just a, although I was, you know, I was, uh, working, uh, uh for a broadcast network, uh, I probably overstepped my bounds, but I went to Jim. I said, Jim, I'm telling you right now, Dick Vermeil will hire you. If you can get away from the Redskins, you've got a job in St. Louis. And Jim goes, really? You, you think so? I said, Jim, I know so. So Jim went uh, to the Redskins management. I think Charlie Casserly was the uh, GM at the time, and Norv Turner was the coach. And, and um he told the Redskins uh, that it was his dream to retire in St. Louis, and I will always be grateful uh, to, well, I guess what is now the Washington football team mm-hmm. for releasing Jim from his contract, and that's what allowed him to come back and coach the Rams. It was a, a magnanimous gesture on the part of the Redskins, and it told you a little something about how much they admired and respected Jim Hannafin, that they would allow him to do that. that That's unheard of. Well, Dan, the city of St. Louis thanks you for being the liaison there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, and, and you know, do you think I got a finder's fee? <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing 
except more Hannafin. <laughs> Dan, I got to tell you, I in my early, early years of my career, produced for Jim Hannafin on the radio, and he's a producer's dream and a producer's nightmare because he's a dream. You know you're going to get great analysis, you're going to get the truth, and you're going to get amazing stories. But you have to be on your toes because he may drop a profane word that you're going to have to dump <laughs> at some point. Jim Hannafin took profanity and made it an art form. He, he, I, I and as he got older, uh, amazingly, he became even more profane. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, uh, uh, we, we heard it all. I, we, if you could have heard the language uh, uh, in our windowless bunker of an offensive line meeting room in the bowels of Bush Stadium, uh, it's really, we just had... A, a room made out of cinder block and painted this awful color gray. And, you know, Hannafin <laughs> smoked up a storm. Conrad smoked. Bob Young smoked. So we're in this room watching. Uh, and back then it wasn't videotape. It was real film on a on a 16-millimeter projector. And, and I, it looked like a scene from Casablanca. The, 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 the projector... Uh, light cutting through the wafting smoke. I uh, those of us that didn't smoke, I inhaled more secondhand smoke in my offensive line meetings than anyone ever had a right to do. I and the language, wow! Get back, Jack. That's all I can say. Dan, you played for a couple of years in the league before he came along, before Jim Hannafin got here to St. Louis. And now we all look at him as the best offensive line coach in the history of the league. Why was he the best offensive line coach? Well, he started off by telling us one thing. He said, uh, uh, what I want you guys to do is uh, pull out the uh, manual for the National Football League and, and, and take me to the page where it says defensive linemen – are tougher than offensive linemen. Uh, take me to where it says that these guys are the baddest guys on the planet because I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. That's not the way we're going to play. We're going to be the baddest guys on the planet. And he convinced us that even though by nature uh, part of playing offensive line is you're, you're blocking a guy while you're retreating. You know, you're going backwards when you're in pass protection. And Jim said, we will not make that posture into some subservient role. We're going to attack them. We're going to intimidate them. We're going to fight them. We will do anything it takes to serve notice on every defensive line in the league that when you play the Cardinals, you better bring an extra chin strap because we're going to knock your helmet off uh, somewhere along the way. And, and he instilled that in us, and he found some, you know, he found some willing disciples. You know, imagine you're Conrad Dobler and you hear that message. Oh, my God, that's like, yeah, can you imagine? Music to his ears. Talk about enabling somebody. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, you know, we were a perfect fit uh, for his message, and he was a great technician. Uh, he was a great teacher, but, uh, but his, his attitude about how aggressive we were supposed to play was a game changer. 
Dan, we know that Hanny was a prolific storyteller. We know you spent a lot of time with him, and you probably heard the same stories over and over. So can you share with us your favorite Hanny story? Oh, what? don't you want to keep your broadcast license? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's, you know, um, I, all I can tell, Jim and Mariana uh, uh, were, what an amazing couple, and, and they would go at it back and forth at times, and, and you know, just to be, just to be in their company, but I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one quick story. Well, it's not all that quick, but Jim went to their cabin in Lake Tahoe and and uh, went there three days early to open it up, which Mariana always did it first. And this was a rare exception where Jim went there first. Well, he's been there now for three days. Mariana gets there and walks into the house and immediately smells something just awful. And, and she's going, what is that? Well, she gets into their master bedroom, and there's their bed, where, of course, uh, only half of the bed has been mussed up because of where Jim was. And she peels back the sheets, and on the other side of the bed, a chipmunk had crawled in there during the winter and died. <laughs> and it had, like, dissolved into the mattress. I mean, it was this unbelievable mess where Jim had been sleeping with it for three days and which of course told you Jim's condition when he finally laid down in that bed and Mariana goes how could you possibly sleep for three days with this bed dead chipmunk and honest to God Jim turned to her and went well I've been sleeping with you for the past 40 years Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Mariana, Mariana goes, it's so infuriating because when he said that, I wanted to throw something at him, but I couldn't help but laugh <laughs> because, by God, that was a great line. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way they were. Um, uh, all I know is I never met anybody that loved the act of living and interacting with his fellow man. I never, never met anybody quite like Jim Hannafin. Hey, hey, Dan, I never asked you this, but, and I assume it was a given that when you made the Hall of Fame that he was going to be your presenter. But when you asked him to be your presenter, what was that conversation like? Oh, well, this, uh, first of all, um, you know, it's completely changed now, but Back then, they told you, uh, the, the hall did, that what they would prefer is if you selected the person that was most instrumental in your success in the NFL. Because I considered asking Bo Schembechler uh, to be my presenter. But when they said the person most instrumental for whatever success you had in the NFL, for me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, that Jim would be the guy. In a league with a lot of turnover, I played 13 years. Uh, Jim was my coach for 10 of those 13. Six as my offensive line coach, four as my head coach. Well, he was the offensive line coach of the Redskins at the time. And uh, when I asked Jim, uh, obviously he was thrilled, but 
He goes, well, and, and here he is, the coach. He goes, well, Dan, that, I, that's that's during training camp. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that I can get away uh, during training camp to to do it. Uh, he goes, let me talk to uh, uh, Norv Turner, and and he goes to Norv Turner, and I talked to Norv later. I and I, I Norv said, I, I can't believe it. I, I've got one of my coaches across from me wondering if it would be okay for him to leave training camp for a couple of days to present one of his players at the Hall of Fame. Norv said, I told Hannafin, Jim, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to go, that's fine. But I'll go do it. Tell Dan that I'll go do it. <laughs> and and so they basically kicked him out of training camp. And But that's the way he thought. He thought, wow, I, as great an honor as this is, I'm not sure I can abandon my my obligation to my O-line in Washington. Incredible stories. And, and Dan, we wanted to have you on to celebrate the life of Hanny, but we would be remiss if, if we had a Michigan man on the line and we didn't ask you about the state of the Wolverines oh, right I'm now. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're, <laughs> man, I must have a bad connection. I, I, I'm, I, I didn't hear what you said. I, uh, it's been great being with you today. <laughs> I know. It's rough right now. I don't, I don't blame you. But... Well, it's, uh, you know, this year – obviously is a catastrophe. Uh, we have much bigger uh, uh, things to worry about than uh, uh, a disappointing season. And, yes, that's uh, we're having a most disappointing. We knew it was going to be a rebuilding year. Uh, uh, we, we lost so many players last year to the NFL, uh, but we didn't anticipate it being uh, this bad. And again, um, I'm like everybody else. Uh, 2021 can't get here soon enough. <laughs> this <laughs> it, this has been such a it, it, it's so strange seeing football uh, games being played in these completely empty stadiums. There's such a lack of energy and excitement, and it is you know I know the word surreal is overused, but it's so strange. There's no band. There's no nothing. It's uh, it's such a sterile environment. It's it's really not all that enjoyable. No, it's it's frustrating. And I was listening on Saturday. I could tell the you and Jim both frustrated in that fourth quarter. That was uh, that was tough to deal with. Well, we were we were we were frustrated by the uh, uh, quite frankly the lack of energy. I'm that's. Uh, if, if where Jim Arbaugh uh, has to write this ship is that uh, just in my mind, I, I I would have preferred to see a little more fight and a look. I lost plenty of football games when I uh, when I played uh, in St. Louis. I didn't lose many before I got here, but uh, I lost plenty after I arrived in St. Louis. But by God, I always thought that when we lost, as the other team was on the way to the locker room. They were saying to themselves, man, I'm glad we don't have to play these guys next week because it was a fight. It was a physical challenge. And uh, in my world, it's very simple. Even if you lose, I don't think that's too much to ask for. Absolutely. Dan, it was so great to hear your voice and reminiscing about Coach Hannafin. We're going to miss him so much. You have a great holiday season. You and Debbie and your family stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, thanks. Thanks, uh Thanks for thinking of him, and uh, 
uh, to both of you happy holidays and let's uh, uh, let's keep Jim's memory alive. I I know I will, and I I don't think it's going to be that hard to do. And it's a shame we can't have a uh, a gathering uh, because it would uh, we'll we'll maybe do something in the spring or the summer whenever it's safe to do so. But let's be realistic. If we had one now, it would be epic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to celebrate with him, no doubt. Yes, there is. All right. See yeah. you guys. Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. The great Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff on 101 ESPN. Doesn't get any better than Double D. Love those stories. He's great. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second. Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.